You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Thank you so much for having me here today. It is so awesome to see so many people here for our family service. Uh, What a beautiful day it is outside, and how good is it that we just get to come together as a community this morning and worship God. Amen? Awesome. So before we kick off this morning, I want to open in prayer. So let's all bow our heads and pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your goodness and your graciousness. We thank you for the sacrifice you made on the cross for us. Father, we pray that this morning we can open our eyes, our ears, and our hearts to you. We pray that you can empower us, speak to us, and lead us in your way, that we can learn from you. Father, we lift up this community we have here at Burley Church, that we can continue to show your, share your love, to share the gospel and show others your goodness, and be blessed and encouraged by your goodness and your spirit living within us. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so for those of you who know me or not, my name is Matt. I'm one of the two interns here at Burley, as I just said. Uh, this is my second year interning here. Uh, it's been pretty good so far, interning with Lockie and Steve. They're a fun bunch to hang out with and get discipled by, of course. There's your pitch. Uh, <laughs> Um, if you were at the AGM two weeks ago, you probably would have heard Lachlan say uh, something along the lines of when I first started interning for him, I told him I'd help plan youth, I'd help run events and stuff like that, but the one thing I wouldn't do is stand up on stage in front of you all and do exactly what I'm doing right now. So this morning we're going to continue on in our John series. Last week we had Malcolm come up and preach on John 9, where Jesus heals a man born blind and the concepts of spiritual blindness. So to continue on from that, this morning we're going to be looking at John chapter 10, uh, the good shepherd and his sheep. Uh, Before we dive into the scripture in John 10, I want to begin by asking you all a question. What do you think of when you hear the word shepherd? So turn to your neighbor and list the first three things that come to mind when you hear the word shepherd. Awesome. So let's bring it back. I heard a few people say sheep. I heard someone down here say sheep, sheep, sheep. Um, and for me, when I associate the word shepherd, uh, I typically associate it with a slightly older person, maybe a big white beard, maybe a little bit of a hunch in their back. Sorry if there are actually any sheep farmers here this morning. That's just what I think of. And then when I think of sheep, for some reason, I just keep going back to this video playing over and over again in my head. Do we have the video? There we go. I don't know why, but that's just what I keep coming back to. Every time I hear the name sheep, I just see that sheep jump straight back into the same ditch it fell into just before. (laughs) Uh, But of course, this morning, I'm not just here to show you funny videos and talk about, well, describe shepherds, but we will look into some scripture too. So now, in the spirit of this being a family service this morning, I'd like to invite up one of our youth kids, Simon. Simon has been part of our youth group now for a little while. Uh, You guys might recognize him from when he helps out by serving on the coffee machines uh, most Sundays. Could we please welcome Simon up as he reads us through John 10. (laughs) 
Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of him, ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to kill, steal and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. How good is that? Can we get a quick round of applause for Simon? Awesome. I tell you what, I could stand up here unpacking this passage all day long, and that's only the first 15 verses, not even the full 42. It's pure gold. If you guys have 15 minutes at some point, I'd strongly encourage you to sit down with a Bible and a highlighter and just go to town. Uh, Before we start to unpack and have a deeper look into this passage, I want to share something quickly about when I was preparing this message. Is that all right, Billy Church? Awesome. I'm thankful that you said yes, because I had really no idea what I was going to say if you said no. So as part of my preparation for this sermon, I had to catch up with Steve a couple of weeks ago. He sent me some homework, and one of those things was to go away and read the scripture in silence and solitude for a few hours. So that's exactly what I did. I went to the lookout that's up, uh, up at Mount Tambourine. I went up there where we, it's right next to where we hold our combined Church of Christ youth camp, youth camp fuse each year. And now also we'll be holding our first Burley youth camp in a few weeks' time. Exciting stuff. Uh, so that's where I went. There's fantastic views. I went up there for the sunset, I sat on a bench and I read John 10 a few times. I just went nuts with my highlighters, I made a bit of a mess and just kept praying to God, what is it you want me to tell Burley? What is it that you want me to take away from this chapter? What is it that you need Burley to hear? What's the big idea you want me to tell the church? Just what, 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 I kept asking him. Eventually I had had enough of being bitten by the mosquitoes up there. I came up with a bit of a plan on how I was going to write this sermon. It was starting to get quite dark pretty quickly and I wasn't paying close enough attention to the sun so it was almost all gone. Uh, So I got up and I started walking back to the car. I started praying aloud, just saying, God, what is it? Tell me what it is. Just what, what, what? Question after question. Then I was halfway through another question and then number 14 just came into my head, straight in my head and straight out my mouth. Now, I know it wasn't for me because I had literally no reason to be thinking of the number 14. And then it clicked and I went, all right, God, so 14. What else? Give me another number. And as I was saying that, I just blurted out 11. So I just stopped walking and I just shouted out, thank you, God. 
And then I took a moment and I realized how dark it had actually gotten. And I just got some of the numbers for the verses he wanted me to talk about. And I'm not the biggest fan of the dark, so I started running back to my car. Anyone else a little bit afraid of the dark? Yes, I'm not alone. Uh, so I got back in my car, I jumped in, I locked the doors, and I grabbed my Bible and flipped it open to John 10. I turned on my phone to watch so I could see what I was reading, and I looked at verse 11 and verse 14. Now this is going to be the first point, the first takeaway for this morning. When I looked at the Bible and I realized that John 10:11 and John 10:14 start with the exact same five words. I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. Verse 11 goes on to say, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And then verse 14 finishes with, I know my sheep, my sheep know me. That to me had me pausing for a minute. I sat there and I just went, yep, that's it. That is going to be my first point. So that's point number one. I am the good shepherd. This is Jesus saying that he is the good shepherd. He is the shepherd that was sent to protect us, care for us, guide us. And as in verse 11, lay down his life for us. You see, Jesus calls himself a shepherd, as shepherding is specifically what he was sent here to do. He was sent to earth to guide and protect us. And then inevitably, lay down his life on the cross so that we can be free from our sins. And this leads us straight into point number two. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep as we lay down for the good shepherd too. That's right, we are called to lay down for the good shepherd as he lay down for us. Did you know in the Bible the word shepherd gets mentioned over 60 times as prophecies and as descriptions of Jesus? And with this being mentioned so many times, the word gets talked about in very specific messages and impactful specific verses. But for this moment, I just want to focus in on the idea that yes, Jesus is the good shepherd that lays down his life for the sheep, but that we are also called to lay down for the good shepherd too. Because we can place our trust in him. I'd like to quickly read a psalm. You guys might recognize this. The first three verses, Psalms 23 to be specific. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Now, I don't know about you guys, but this sounds like a pretty good shepherd to me. You see, the Bible doesn't just say that Jesus will lay down his life for the sheep, us, It also says multiple times that the sheep will lay down for the shepherd too. Jesus died on the cross so that we can be forgiven, so that we can live a life that isn't being drowned in the mistakes that we can't let go of. It says we lay down too. We lay down too. This is when we lay down our lives, our goals, our earthly possessions and desires to go to chase a God-given and spirit-filled life by a shepherd that guides us along the right paths because he doesn't lead us astray. Now this, now this leads us into point number three. As we are called to lay down our lives for the good shepherd, we do this because he is worth trusting. He is worth trusting because as it says in John 10 verse 3, he calls his own sheep by name. He calls his own sheep by name. Isn't that just awesome? He calls us all by name individually. He knows each and every one of you here this morning by name. That's a personal and loving connection he has with us. And then it's followed up by the next four words and leads them out. He knows us by name and he leads us out. He leads us out of troubles, temptations, sin, pride, all of that. He comes back for us because he loves us. Because he knows us by name and he won't leave without each and every one of you here. He's here to be right by your side as he leads us out. Now that sounds like a God that is worth trusting in. Amen? 
You know, when I read through this chapter and I focus on the language and the message behind all of it, of God that is so caring and committed that he knows each and every one of us by name. I did a quick Google and there are over 3 million first names alone. I can barely remember all of the youth kids' first names and that's 24 kids. <laughs> Let alone 3 million first names. Now that's pretty impressive. Uh, with this, I can't help but be reminded of a parable in Matthew chapter 18, verses 10 to 14, to be specific, where Jesus speaks on leaving the 99 to find the one. It says, See that you do not despise of one of these little ones, this being the sheep. For I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go to look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he's happier. He is happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. In the same way that your Father in heaven will... In, yeah, the, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. All of this comes back to such a loving God. A God that knows you by name. A God that is trustworthy. A God that is willing to leave the 99 just to find the lost one. And as it says, he is truly happier to find that one that wandered off. Now, if we go back and we look at John verses 12 and 13, here it says, The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. He, so when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. Verse 13, the man runs away because he has a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I love both these passages, at, passages as together they talk about what God is willing to do for us and what a hired hand is willing to do for us. The hired hand runs when he sees the wolf coming. This is the enemy. These verses are speaking about who you put your trust within. With God, your shepherd from day one, or with a hired hand, someone who's only going to be there temporarily. This is why we see it saying in the Bible that God comes first, even above your marriage and your family, as it says in Proverbs 3, in all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Going back to John 10, in verse 12 there, it says, the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. You see, Billy, the enemy will try to attack you when he sees you struggling, when he sees you wandering off away from the shepherd. That's when he attacks you. And then when he sees the shepherd leaving the 99 to go and chase that one, what does it say? He attacks the flock and scatters it. The flock gets broken off into smaller and smaller groups as, as it gets scattered because they are left without a shepherd. This is a message to stay together in the body of Christ, placing all in full over to God, giving up our earthly lives to lay down for God, as Locke touched on last week in communion, to lay down our heavy and burdened lives, as it says in Matthew 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. To so lay down our heavy and burdened lives and pick up the yoke of the Good Shepherd and journey with Jesus Christ. Placing our trust in full over to Him because He is our Shepherd. Our Shepherd is the only man to walk the earth and complete over 300 prophecies from the Bible. This man is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the good shepherd. He lays down his life for us and we put our trust in him. Next slide. But we bring this message to you this morning as a reminder that we can be like that sheep we saw in the video earlier and just continue to jump straight back into the same ditch, the same pit that we fell into earlier. Or we can decide to follow our good shepherd, Jesus Christ, as he lays down his life for us and we put our trust in him. 
as he lays down his life for us and we put our trust in him. So in a moment I'm going to pray and then I'll hand the mic back over to Steve to close off this morning. But if you feel this morning that it is your time to stop wandering off alone, to stop trying to do this life our way, and you want to be guided by our good shepherd, I want you to pray this prayer with me this morning because Jesus is the good shepherd. He lays down his life for us and we put our trust in him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and your graciousness. We thank you for your never-ending love and mercy. We thank you for the sacrifice you made on the cross so that we can have a life, that we have a choice here this morning. So we can go about our days not being burdened and weighed down by our past mistakes, but that we can put our trust and faith in you, my Lord. God, you are the good shepherd. God, this morning we want to declare you are the good shepherd. And today we want to say yes to choosing to follow you, choosing to give up my way of life, to follow and chase a God-given and spirit-filled life, to follow and be filled by and have a desire to want to know you more. So Father, we pray that each and every one of you here this morning can come to know the good news of Jesus Christ. In your mighty name we all say, Amen. Stay up here for just a sec, Matt. Stay up here for just a sec, but we'll move, I'll move that for you. Yeah, can we thank Matthew? Um, what, a, um, what, a, what a joy this morning's been. Um, it's such a privilege to sit back there and barely be up here. If you don't know me, my, I'm named Steve, and the senior pastor here, and just see what God is doing in this church. Um, raising up disciples from literally newborns and uh, training people and as someone who has had their first sermon um, it is the one of the most scariest things in the world um, so great job Matt um, we're gonna we're gonna pray for Matt now and um, and we just want to thank you for the last couple of years two years and your input and your service and vol- completely volunteering for this church and serving the youth uh, between you Haley, and Lockie and the youth they have started a youth group here um i i won't go on but culturally at the moment youth groups are closing not starting and growing and so not to mention kids ministries as well it's it's absolutely insane what god is doing through these guys and Lockie was pretty humble with that little course up there that he talked about the church christ queensland does Lockie leads that so our youth pastor here leads that cohort for all the Queensland. So this church doesn't just participate in Burley, but Queensland-wide in training leaders and growing the next generation. And so just, yeah, incredibly proud. And so let, let's, I'm going to ask Lockie, Callum and Jonathan to come up here. And we're just going to pray for Matt. And, uh, and then we're going to sing one more song and then enjoy burgers. Uh, $50 burgers, I think it is. So, <laughs> so well, um, let's... Uh, Let's lift this guy up. So, Father, we just thank you so much. I, I want to broadly pray for every young person or young Christian in this place at the moment. For all of us that are kids of you, Dad, we pray that we can be a church that we are growing. We are heading towards you. Sometimes your staff hits us and it's a bit hard, but it's a prompt in the right direction. And sometimes it's a comfort And sometimes it's a a forced lay down and rest in who you are and what you're doing. 
you don't want us to return to our own troubles, our own holes, and just you want us out and free and you want us to grow in you. And so I just thank you that this is at the heartbeat of this church and we just pray for every person here, every age that we are your students, your kids, and we are growing and transforming. And Father, we lift up Matt and we thank you for his time and preparation this morning. But really, above a sermon, we thank you for his time the last two years and commitment to this church and what you've been growing and doing in him and his commitment to our young people. And so we pray that you go with him, that we may be able to say, I was there the first time Matt preached. Um, How cool is that? Um, I knew him. And so I just, um, we thank you for that. And we just pray that whatever he does, whether it's paid ministry, whatever whatever you lead him in, we just pray that you go with him and that people's lives are changed through his witness to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Matt.